Hello and welcome to the Sports Technology Podcast. In this episode, we speak with Nadine and Dave, PhD research students at Southern Mississippi University. They tell us a bit about their sports-related research at their university and their own projects. Nadine is researching minimalist footwear and Dave studies protective equipment, and both are coming at it from a materials angle. For more information, be sure to check out our website, sportstechnologypodcast.com, and follow us on Twitter at SportsTechPod. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Sports Technology Podcast. My name is Mike, and with me again is Henry. Hello. And today, our guest from Hattiesburg at the University of Southern Mississippi, uh, we have Dave and Nadine, who are going to talk to us today about some interesting research that they're doing, but also more generally about the sports and high-performance materials research and groups that are kind of engaged at the university. So welcome, both of you guys. And... Uh, why don't we first start with either Dave or Nadine. You just want to kind of introduce the audience to what's going on in terms of sports engineering and sports materials research at the university there? Sure. Um, so I guess stuff that we're both involved in right now, for me, I'm focusing on sort of headgear, and specifically my research is focused on the outer shell component within headgear. If you think about there's an inner liner component and an, and an outer shell that's what my focus is on. And my research is about runners and running shoes, trying to prevent overuse running injuries, but taking it from both a human perspective and a material. The material that I'm focusing on is ethylene vinyl acetate, or EVA, and that's a material that's typically foamed in the midsole of shoes. Are these projects, things that you've, like these sport projects, are they things that you've chosen specifically, or, or did you kind of, I guess, enter enter a group of sport tech or sport engineering research and, and that helped you kind of find these topics? Just to kind of give things kind of a timeline feel, I'm a year sort of further into the program and the sort of how how my research came about was here you sort of your first year is mostly classes and then you select your actual project for your research. And when I selected both of my advisors um, one advisor on the polymer side, one advisor on the sports side. It was a, a, a nice mix between both of the backgrounds and the specialties. So my sports advisor has done some research and has a focus in sort of reducing concussions and sort of his background and focus is there. And then um, on the polymer side, my advisor has basically worked a lot with understanding how the materials that are being used today sort of degrade, um, sort of corrode with regards to natural exposures to being outside. So it was a nice mix. Um, for me, if, if you think about a helmet, so sort of a, a, a football helmet being used outside, um, sort of this combination of all these service life sort of exposures um, and how, how they come together to sort of degrade the helmet and then how does that sort of degradation lead to a potential increase in um, a, a concussive event for an athlete you know, during the game or practice. Similarly, I, when I came to join the program, um, knowing Dave's research, I didn't want to work on football helmets because I've never played football. But there are very, a lot of similarities between any sports equipment when you're talking about impact. So all, a lot of the degradative mechanisms that you would see in a football helmet, you might also see in a running shoe. So that was kind of my link into being able to do something that, a new line of research that I wanted to start, but overlapped enough with Dave's research 
and with our advisors' expertise. Back to Dave, is this football, is that something that, um, that has been kind of, I don't know, motivated or inspired by the, by the, <clears throat> the media attention that football concussions are getting now, or has this been kind of a topic on your mind for quite some time? Um, well, I guess I do have a personal sort of attachment. Um, I played high school football and suffered um, two, a- two actual uh, concussions, and then, um, but also, yeah, I mean, the, the large media focus, um, both at the sport level and also at the military level, um, I mean, makes this research more than just sort of a personal endeavor. And so, yeah, I mean, the focus, up, you know, sort of above my research makes it, you know, very sort of exciting and fun to talk about, sort of easy, sort of easy to get people um, sort of interested in uh, the type of research that I'm doing. Yeah, I, I can imagine. And likewise, also for Nadine, I think the, like the, Maybe minimalist footwear, barefoot running, those, those types of themes are, are also quite prevalent now in running circles. And I think the cushion is something, I mean, that's, that's kind of like the main, the main issue at the moment. Did, did, you, pick, did you pick this project with, with any sort of barefoot or minimalist running type ideas in mind, or were you coming at it from a different angle? I absolutely came at it from a, a minimalist running perspective. So I have been running for years and have experienced a lot of these overuse injuries myself and found that when I switched to a minimalist shoe, a lot of these injuries were alleviated. So that was definitely a big inspiration for me. Also, at the time when I was choosing my research, I was reading the book Born to Run. So it was kind of just good timing for me to read about some of the research. I know Chapter 25 in that book talks about Irene Davis and some other researchers from the human performance side that were looking at minimalist and barefoot running. And I had a lot of questions about why the material wasn't being studied so extensively. So that was definitely a big motivation for me. Can you guys talk a little bit kind of globally about how the group fits in and kind of your advisors and research fits into the the university there and like is it a specific department or is it just a collection of researchers or how does that work and maybe even how did you guys kind of kind of find it um, when you were looking and considering PhD programs or graduate school? Um, so I guess that was your, your second question. 2009 I guess for me I was looking for a, a graduate school program that looked at sports equipment but had a strict focus on the material side. Both of our sort of Bachelor of Science backgrounds are in both in, in engineering. And so I basically hunted around for a program and actually kind of became aware of the more international programs in Australia and in the UK, but I didn't find any program that really focused on this material interface with, you know, with the human. And so when I came across the program here at Southern Miss, um, it, at the time, it was only about five years old. I think the program started 2004, 2005. And so actually, I mean, the, the first Ph.D. graduates from the program uh, were just within the last, I think, 18 months. And so just in terms of the age of the program is still, is still young. And then so within, within Southern Miss here, we have two, two sort of schools with which... Um, Sort of house our program. The first school on on the, the polymer side is uh, the school of of polymers 
and high-performance materials, and then uh, that's within the College of Science and Technology. And then the other half of the program is housed in uh, a second college in the school, and that's the College of Health, and that's the School of Human Performance and Recreation. And so it's an interdisciplinary program across multiple colleges, which makes it very unique and novel. I mean, there's even two, two, two sort of different deans that are even overseeing this. So our program is kind of squeezed between those two, and... You know, definitely there's some challenges there, but also I think there's some unique opportunities for us as graduate students to really learn that uh, to sort of work between both those schools and also colleges. And so our program, you know, we don't have a, a building or a floor necessarily, which you maybe sort of typically would expect. Um, we actually have to walk back and forth across campus multiple times a week, basically um, interact with both our advisors uh, that are, um, we both have an advisor on the polymer side and on the sports side. And how many people are, are students or affiliated with within kind of the same thing you guys are at? Um, there are four very active students that go frequently between programs. And those four students are all co-advised by both the polymer professor and the human performance professor. There's a few more about maybe three more that predominantly do their research in the polymer science side. So their research is more material-focused with the application of sports in mind rather than trying to incorporate human testing or some other human element to inform their, their data collection. I think from, from a number standpoint, there's, what, seven? There's seven graduate students currently in the program. We have a potential one... Uh, that is incoming, and then we've graduated three PhD and one master's student. So I guess if you add up all those numbers, 10 to 15 students that are currently in or have gone through the program. We kind of have a little bit of a lineage going from my alma mater, Carnegie Mellon. So I know Dave earlier said he started the program about a year before me. So we both left Carnegie Mellon. We had the same double major biomaterials engineering, I'm sorry, biomedical engineering and materials science. So his advisor, Dr. McHenry, was also my advisor. So he put me in contact with Dave. And then the same professor just introduced us to another student who came to Southern Miss for the sports program, and her name is Morgan Heskett. She's doing her first-year classes right now. Cool. So it sounds like it's still still kind of like a small community among a, among a couple of universities, but I'm wondering if, like, because I think Mike and I are a bit biased because we've, we've spent a lot of time around a lot of academic people who focus on this sort of thing, but, like, when you're, when you're talking about your project with your, with your colleagues in the more, I guess, not multidisciplinary areas, I guess, do, do, you, do you get a lot of interest? Are, are a lot of people surprised that you're doing a, a degree in sports um, or a PhD in, in sports technology and sports engineering? Is it uncommon? Yeah, especially in the scientific community, it's very interesting because depending on who you're talking to, they'll focus on one side of your research or the other. So, for instance, yesterday I was talking to a polymer science colleague about my research, and he was just really intrigued by the human performance side because being a scientific person, he was surprised that he had not thought about the human side in a scientific way. So he could tell you a lot about the material and how it broke down, 
and he himself has run, is a runner, wears running shoes, um, and really liked applying that same scientific method to the human side. Equally so, if you talk to someone on the human side, at first they might think that the material element is inconsequential or has already been figured out, but there is definitely a lot of interest from that side as well when you start to explain the degradation that materials undergo and how those could potentially be related to an injury. I'd say one sort of interesting sort of parallel is that if you think about the body, muscles, sort of tissues, and you think about a material, there's a lot of similarities in the way that they behave, um, even the terminology. I mean, people use the word sort of fatigue, both material side and, and on the human side. And what's interesting is that while they may be somewhat similar in a conversational way, when you really get down to fundamental science, I mean, there is a lot of differences. And sometimes the ability to communicate that same idea, but in a much different way, sort of across a polymer or a sports person, um, really makes the stuff we do exciting because you really start to see that there's a lot of similarities, but yet it's really interesting how um, how different and sort of difficult those similarities really are when you get down to it. I mean, we all are heavily researching stuff and become experts. Um, but what's exciting is when you can really make that comparison to someone who doesn't really understand it, and then you just sort of, you see that they start to get it, and then basically you both can just kind of go on from there and, and you know, sort of improve upon what it is you're talking about. So, I mean, there's the body and, I mean, the body is essentially smart kind of materials. I mean, it'd be great if we could generate these self-healing. You know, I mean, that's what a lot of other research in the material world is self-healing stuff, and your body has that figured out. So, yeah, there's some sort of interesting points there. Uh, one one question for both of you. What, uh, assuming, assuming your research goes brilliantly, which I'm, I'm sure it will. What, what are your, like your main hopes for, for applications or um, maybe, maybe future work? Like are you looking for more, I guess, safety or safety and, and yeah, safety for, for, for running or for, or for concussions or, or comfort or um, maybe like, I don't know, te- technique or like how to take a hit better or like how to use your helmet to, to best to its best ability, you know, like I, th- I can see a lot of ways your, your research could go, but what do you what do you have in mind as the, the the biggest impact you can hope for? Impact in impact in it. I mean, pun not intended on the uh, on the concussion side. <laughs> uh, for my research, I have a personal motivation and goal to better understand what thickness of shoe and what style of shoe people should be wearing to eliminate injury or re- at least reduce injury. So right. right now, all I can say is whatever works for you, you should wear it because there's no research out there that says otherwise. So my my personal goal is hoping to find a shoe, a shoe thickness or a shoe composition that, mo- that benefits the most runners because I guess my personal belief is that you're never going to find a material or, or a shoe that suits everyone. Mm-hmm. On the helmet side or on the on the headgear side, I mean, safety is is the, is the ultimate sort of desire. And so, um, on on my side, I mean, there's concussions are popping up all over 
Um, you know, even recently with, um, I don't know if you guys watch NASCAR, I mean, even one of the primary drivers in NASCAR, just I think for the first time, a driver is sitting out races due to a, uh, a diagnosis of a concussion. And so um, I think we did a really good job a decade ago of performancing everything, making it faster, lighter, stronger. I think now we're finding out that we didn't really anticipate the large number of injuries or maybe we didn't understand the injury as well. But I see a shift really happening to um, people don't want to revert back to the old way the sport was. So now it's like we have to basically try to increase um, sports equipment for us. I mean, other people are focusing on rule changes and, and stuff like that. But protecting the athlete from injury, whether it's a catastrophic injury, more probably from an impact with a helmet or multiple impacts causing an overuse injury when it comes to shoes. Mm -hmm. um, so one question I had for the both of you, I know it might be a few few years off or a little bit down the road, but what do you guys want to do once you're finished? My goal would be to work for a sports equipment company, you know, really being up there at the sort of you know, VP or, or like a director sort of spot and really directing where and how research to improve sports equipment goes uh, with really a focus you know, with our background on the material side. I know a lot of people want to change the design or the look of something, um, but we both believe that until you change the fundamental material, you know, car bodies, kind of a classic example, as soon as they changed uh, that, you really saw some some large changes happen. So really at the company level, um, being able to sit, we always say, like, we want to be in that room with all the whiteboards and really be involved in the conversation and not not essentially waiting for that meeting to end and for us being told what to do. We want to be in there making those decisions. I have a similar, I have a similar goal for my, after my post-graduation job. But I guess one comment I would like to make is from my experience with the sports companies that I have met, I'm starting to be doubtful that there are current positions that mirror our expertise. And so I think that that might be potentially a challenge for us. So because of that, I'm both networking with people to figure out what those positions are. So a VP of research sounds amazing, but it seems like some, of, some sport companies are more interested in focusing on marketing than they are in R&D, unless you can somehow translate the improved safety of material or of a shoe into a marketing claim to sell more shoes. So maybe that's a little bit negative or pessimistic of me to feel, but because of that influence that I've seen, it's made me start to believe that maybe a smaller company would be more welcome to some R&D. So I've kind of opened up my interest not only to working for a big shoe company or otherwise sporting good company, but maybe even starting a company or being a, a small company. I think that's I think that's a reasonable assessment. I think part of the part of the challenge that we have as engineers is to be able to communicate the benefits that we're able to deliver with our with our engineering and technology, and uh, yeah, that's that 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 is a challenge, especially because uh, I think. Marketing can play such a large role in, in sports technology, sports engineering companies. Well, I think, uh, I think that's a great discussion. Um, thanks, Nadine and Dave, for your time. And uh, 
I think we'll we'll end this episode here. So, um, oh wait, uh, do you have any um, any links or, or like Twitter handles or um, like websites that listeners can check out if they want to learn more about either of your projects or um, or your university and uh, maybe maybe your professors? Our school website is uh, usm.edu, uh, and then I believe if you go uh, slash sort of polymer where you will learn about the program. But uh, I'd say if you just actually look up, I think you can just go into Google. If you type in just sports and high-performance materials, our program, I'm pretty sure, pops up. So, Well, um, thanks again for your time, and uh, we wish you all the best with your research in the next years. And that is the episode. Thank you, Nadine and Dave, for your time. And thanks, listeners, for listening. We put some of the links we mentioned up on our website. And uh, remember to follow us on Twitter at Sports Tech Pod. Bye. Thank you.